My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. It seems that there have been a lot of things to worry about recently. Now, for me personally, nothing really terrible has happened recently. I mean, I've had my ups and my downs, but I just keep worrying that something bad will happen. I see and hear about bad things happening to others, and I just wait for it all to happen to me. And guess what? Something bad will probably happen. Probably more than one thing. This is mortal life. This is the reality of living in a fallen world. In the middle of all the worrying I've been doing for weeks now, this sentence from the prophet Jacob in the Book of Mormon jumped out at me. He said, let your hearts rejoice. Let your hearts rejoice. Interesting choice of words. The word let means to allow. Allow your hearts to rejoice. To me, that means that no matter my circumstances, there must be some inherent reason that exists for me to rejoice. And all I have to do is let myself feel that joy. Now, up to this point, Jacob had been teaching the people about physical death and spiritual death and how we can overcome them both. He's been explaining the atonement of Jesus Christ and the mercy of God. That is definitely something to rejoice over. But mortal life is really good at making us forget this bigger picture, at making us feel like there is no reason to be happy. Just before the darkest time in the Savior's life, and probably in the lives of his apostles, as he instructs them at the Last Supper, he says, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus knows he is going to leave them, that the next few days are not going to be a fun experience for any of them. He probably also has a good idea, at least, of what his apostles are going to suffer in the many years ahead as they take the gospel to the world. But he tells them, even commands them, to be of good cheer. Essentially, let your hearts rejoice. What the Savior knows and remembers is the eventual outcome for those that have faith in him, for those that believe in him and follow him. He has overcome the world. This suffering ends because of what he did for us. That's what Jacob is teaching his people, that because Christ came, all of this suffering, physical, spiritual, emotional, all of it is temporary. But it's so easy to forget that it ends. This is a silly example, but I had a headache not too long ago that lasted for more than a week. It wasn't completely debilitating. It just made life really uncomfortable as I tried to take care of my responsibilities. And I forgot what it was like to live without a headache. And I became pretty sure that it was never going to go away. And some hard things in life never really do go away while we are here. But eventually, all things will be made right. Elder Dale G. Renlin taught, remember joyfully and reverently 
that the Savior loves to restore what you cannot restore. He loves to heal wounds you cannot heal. He loves to fix what has been irreparably broken. He compensates for any unfairness inflicted on you. And he loves to permanently mend even shattered hearts. In my experience, letting our hearts rejoice usually requires practice. We practice remembering the Savior. We practice believing that his sacrifice can change us. We practice repentance. We practice focusing on and talking about the good things. We practice hope for deliverance someday from the bad things. And we trust in God's timing. Then, as the Savior said, continue your journey and let your hearts rejoice. For behold and lo, I am with you even unto the end. And that's definitely a reason to rejoice. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.